Outdoor adventures won't wait for engine problems. Things like hard starts, rough performance, and lost fuel economy are often caused by fuel gum and varnish buildup. Seafoam can help your engine run better and last longer. Yeah, and it's easy to use, too. You just simply pour a can in your gas tank. Hunters and fishermen rely on Seafoam to keep their engines running the way it should all season long. So pick up a can of Seafoam today at your local auto parts store or visit SeafoamWorks.com to learn more. Market House has the cleanest, leanest, juiciest meat and seafood shipped to your home overnight. Expect the service of a local butcher and the convenience of a large supplier. Unlike many online butchers, you can grab just one meal's worth or lock in for a subscription box. Choose from grass-fed and grass-finished beef, American Wagyu, free-range poultry, grass-fed lamb, wild-caught king crab, seafood, and more. For 15% off your first order, use code COUNTRY at checkout. Just visit MarketHouse.com. That's M-A-R-K-E-T-H-O-U-S-E dot com. And use the code COUNTRY. There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on FishingBooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. What's up? You're off in God's country with Reed and Dan Isbell, also known as the Brothers Hunt, where we take a weekly drive to the intersection of country music and the outdoors. Two things that go together like Mexico and tequila. Or two things that go together like cowboys and angels. Produced by Meat Eater and iHeart Podcast. So hop on up and ride shotgun with us as we take the back roads with some of today's biggest stars and creators of the songs you know and love. We're going to sit down with uh, Dustin Lynch today, a fellow Tennessean. Yep. Tullahoma. gold, platinum, and multi-platinum certified singles. Yeah, been, had nine number ones, something like that. Yeah, um, he's, land manager. He's got a farm. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about him as an outdoorsman. He loves to hunt, loves to fish. I was literally going to say that. That's we're, that's what we're going to talk. That's about. what we're going to talk about. So how y'all hang with us? Thanks for hanging out with us in God's country. Dude, it feels like we're all feeling good this morning. I'm, feeling we're, great. We're feeling good. Yeah, yeah, we're feeling tired. <laughs> we got some coffee. Do you guys? Um, is this your like, podcast? I'm with it. Though, but go for it. <laughs> no, well, you just mentioned coffee, and, and Dan grabbed his, and I, it was just, it was just like, do you have to throttle your coffee intake every morning like me? Yeah, right I feel now. Like, I feel like I don't know. I'm right now. I switch up bags of beans, so they react differently. And so every now and again, you're like, man, I've had too much. I've had too. Much. I feel like I'm dialed in though, dude. Yes, I was worried about being Reed too was jittery for a yesterday. podcast. I, okay, go ahead. Sorry, <laughs> I was just saying I was worried about being too jittery for a podcast. And uh, I think I'm. I think what I know my my mix. Today. What cup is that? This you? is uh, two. Okay, and how do you do it? Are you a pour over guy? Or are you like a, a a what are those things called? The I, I've just got a curate guy. I, yeah, I've just got a regular coffee pot. Okay, house. yeah, I like yeah. that about you. Yeah, I do too. I like that old about school. You. Yeah. yeah, I'm with that. Waffle House, pour it up. Dude. Um, I got jittery yesterday because because we I mean we we got back at like one o'clock from that duck hunt. I had a cup of coffee at the house. And then 
got here. I, was, I smashed a couple copies here. I feel got like to Sony. I feel like Jumps feels like this. This is just on the. Again. I can't hardly even. <laughs> I appreciate the juice. I got, got plenty, man. I, I got, got plenty. Yeah, don't move that too faster. <laughs> uh, I got to Sony yesterday before our co-write. Drank another one, and dude, I got in the I got in the room sitting there, and Dan and him are talking, and like. I don't like I I don't drink enough coffee to do that, but I got weird. I got weird. For, I was like, bro, what is that? Like I had to sit down, like take a couple deep breaths, you know, drink water. Yeah. You had to walk outside and like drink a bottle of water. Yeah, I was. I was. Uh, I think it's I'm a sign of, of getting old. Is uh, you enjoy like coffee is my favorite with the, time of day. With that, straight, is it straight favorite black? time? But of I, day. I don't have. I mean, you guys have kids running around. I'm sure in yeah. the morning. I don't. So yeah. I'm just like a peaceful. Yeah, black, straight black. Yeah, just a peaceful like get to oh, catch up on emails. Zero and, peace. There's zero peace. Yeah. It, you got it to have peace at our house. We have peace. We put our kids down at seven. We don't even talk for. This is my wife, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't know that. Um, <laughs> uh, just not my roommates. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we don't talk for about an hour and a half. We yeah. just kind of chill, and then you know we start conversing after an hour and a half of, of silence. But you got to get up at five o'clock if you're going to have any peace at all. Because yeah. at seven, it's Mama, Dada, Bluey, Bluey. Wait, let's go back to the coffee beans thing. You said you mix them up, yeah, like like flavor wise from different well, different. Yeah, as much as I travel, like come across a coffee shop, and you're like, oh, let's try these from wherever. What's your yeah. favorite? What's your favorite? Because I want like I would say honestly, what I'm having right now. I had a buddy that went on a mission trip. Uh, he does it every year down in Guatemala. It's awesome, and um, they're like super small batch coffee farms down there. And he he gifted me, uh, just surprised me with it with a. A package and it had a bag of uh the beans from the farm he was there helping Sick. out and uh his favorite cigar that he came across down cool. there and then uh, a bottle of wine and he was like three of my favorite things this goes good with you know whatever in the morning this goes good with uh Dang, that's hey, like that's a good friend what a cool yeah, gift, man. Pretty cool gift. Yeah, yeah what a cool and, gift um, and so, yeah so that's what i'm drinking right now yeah it's dang good that's he's awesome. not lying yeah that's awesome so you from Tullahoma? From Tullahoma, Tennessee, yeah. Man, that ain't far, is it? <sighs> no, it's not It's not far at all. I mean, we, you know, but growing up, we wouldn't really ever get up here. We'd come up here for Christmas shopping. Yeah. Sometimes. Same. Then, we did the same thing. Did you come to Opera Land? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We used to do that. We're from West Tennessee. And then, like, you know, the mom would come up here and get a mammogram or whatever. Yeah. I'd ride with her and <laughs> go to Toys R Us. You always, yeah. The, the, the big doctor appointments were always in Nashville. Yeah. It's yeah. like, you to load, the, kid, load the kids you up and you make a day of it. Yeah. 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 But I remember when Opry Land was where the mall is, like the theme park the theme park yeah. yeah i actually went by there yesterday i got done with my right and i'm like i'm gonna go to bass Pratt in been a while and it, it hit me i'm like wow because i hated it when they whenever they shut down the theme park yeah I'll, for I'll a mall like we've got plenty of malls what are y'all doing dude, but yesterday at you know 3 p.m there's a thousand cars in the parking lot shop it's like somebody knew what they were doing so people are still <laughs> going to malls Oh man, that place is packed. I figured it was Amazon Central. Now I figured that all those guys were hurting, but yeah. I guess not. I mean, can you do that? Can you rock around town and and not get like too bothered? Yeah, yeah. I think you know, beauty of like the cowboy hat. Yeah, um, oh yeah. You know, I, I still uh, you on social media. I think you're around. You know, I'm seen in Balkat most of the time on social media, but yeah, I, I still think you know, just from years of people thinking I'm always in a cowboy hat, I can move man, around. I'm not. Good. I'm I'm in that. That dynamic, because because I I was oh, kind of yeah, hoping so you get mauled. At I'm not even talking about that, you bro. Saying <laughs> I'm saying I was kind of hoping you were going to be in a cowboy hat today because it's been the first cowboy hat in here. Oh really? You know? Yeah, we hadn't had a cowboy hat. Hey, in she here, told me. No, dude, it's, all, it's all good. Dude. Do you, I, I like do that you would just reg, like occasionally be like, I'll throw it on today and wear a cowboy hat during the day? Not usually. No, <laughs> it, it just doesn't like for what I do. It doesn't make sense. Like, um, yeah. if I'm home usually and, and I have the day off, I'm working on the farm, 
See, wait a second. I, I personally think if you have a farm, it qualifies you to occasionally, you know, maybe wear a cowboy hat during. I, th- I don't think that's fake, right? Like, I think we need to come up with a definition of who can wear cowboy hats during the day and who can't. You have a farm. I think you're in. Yeah, I don't think we look out of place at all, but it's just like if we well, came I'm, in with a cowboy hat, we'd all be like, I got a, I've got a cowboy hat, and when I put it on, I look like Rip, except <laughs> like like the <laughs> version of, of, of Rip from Yellowstone. <laughs> I wore it one time to a to in Jackson Hole to a rodeo and felt legit as hell, but I'm not I'm not a cowboy, bro. It's amazing what a, how a cowboy hat makes you feel. You no, know, doubt. always like when I put it on, I don't know, and boots like the 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 cowboy hat and boots. You're yeah, I'm, I'm just I've always. You know, for me, I put it on and it's like it's time to go. And have, but not only that, it's like have fun. You know, get to play I music. I like it, man. I think it's um, great. Yeah, I mean, when I come home, though, like I'm working on the tractor. It, it my hat's I got a pretty big lid, so like it gets in the way, man. Oh, you're a, like, what's your number? Uh, what? Seven and three eighths. That's not that. Big. I'm seven five eighths, bro. Are you? Melon, basketball. You got a little bigger one, mine. Jordan got me a new toboggan. She was like, Hey, I'm thinking about just like. I'll just we'll just put it on because I put it on his way too tight. And she was like, just put it on a basketball for a couple days and then it'll, it'll be stretch it out. It'll be good to go. That's smart. Bro, yeah. I, str- I have done like that. a baseball glove. Oh, yeah, that's right. You, you, oil oil, you used to do that? Oil it oh, up. Yeah. And yeah. What was it? Put it in the you, you oil it up, put two tennis balls in it. Yeah. Or two baseballs. Put two belts, softballs, belts yeah. around it. Yeah. Strap it down, stick it under your bed for a few months. Yeah. It's gotta be under the bed. Yeah. Did you put yours under the bed too? Yeah. Why does it have to be under the bed? I don't know. <laughs> Passed down from the granddads, so- I'm sure. That's crazy. I mean, that's exactly where we put ours. We always sensed it down, stuck it under the bed. I was when I was doing my research, which probably Dan didn't do. I was looking at your Instagram, sure. and uh, I saw a, a thing that said "My kind of sunset." And I watched this video of you. You're working on the farm. Someone's going down, playing with your dog, throwing the thing, grilling some burgers. Is that like? Is that what you do when your time off? Like, oh yeah, is that is it. that is that is that plugging in and recharging for you? It is, and and I you know I, I search. It took me a while to like search around and figure out how to find balance. Sure, oh, yeah. um, because you jump into to roaming around. I know you got to spend a lot of time on the road. You know, writing songs too, but that's not normal, you right? Know? It's it's overload. It's sensory overload, oh, and, and man, as many people sure. as we get to meet, it's awesome. But it's uh, it's not normal. No, and so you come home and have have those few days, and I was living uh, for a few years. I was living at a, a condo downtown in Nashville before it became Nashville. Um, it was like the only condo you could have down there. Yeah. We didn't have a grocery store, nothing. I mean, it was terrible. I was yeah. like, after a few years, I'm like, I don't feel right. And it just <laughs> felt like I was in another hotel, and I never got to turn off. Yeah, and so I moved out outside of town, and I finally found peace. Nice. Um, you know, getting back into the country and and just having something to grasp onto and and recharge with and and now you know fast forward i have the farm out out there outside of town about an hour and it's the best i was telling pat in the uh in the parking lot we uh when we moved to town my dad moved his houseboat from where we grew up to percy priest elm hill marina and that's where we lived for four years and oh uh, that's awesome and dude oh like, you know that? yeah it's catching crappie I feel like we talk about it all the time i, I know but people n- new guests know this, but yeah, yeah you're is, right that is awesome but we, were, we were catching dinner and and i mean you know doing that whole thing and dan got a publishing deal with a, a little startup and mm-hmm. had a lot of money and they were like man we got this sick flat downtown in the bristol it's right above losers and we were like yeah dude let's do it so, like, oh my gosh working plumbing like we're in yeah, yeah. Like, let's yeah. Go. a washing machine for our clothes across yeah, from man. virginia's we can buy sandwiches and cigarettes all day <laughs> you know so we, we moved in for six months and after six months we were like man i think we're going we're going to kick it back we at the back, we went back the boat. Yeah. well it's just it was so sireny, sensory overload, dude. and like I mean, it's what you're talking about. It was, yeah. it was just, 
it's like your brain never turns off. Well, when you're used to, like, if you're from Tullahoma, you're from West Tennessee, where we're from, like, this ain't normal for us. No. You know? And as much as you try to fit yourself into that thing, it's like, man, I need some crickets, yeah. you know? And, 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 I mean, that's what I fall asleep to, not not drunk people trying to get home from losers. And know? like you said, sirens. Yeah, Every man. five minutes. A lot it of sirens. Every five seconds, yeah. it felt like. Somebody and coming was, by. And, hell, that was, what, eight years ago? Like, or 10 years ago, maybe? I mean, yeah. it's, it, I'm sure it's way Before worse Before it got now. crazy, yeah. Man, I've always wondered what it's like to live in an arena. Dude, it's awesome. It's, it's awesome till it's not awesome. It's awesome you know until saying? you're until it's just like the worst. But we had like you know? we had Wi they got Wi-Fi out there. Um but you, know. you can't technically live. So we didn't right. live in Arena. <laughs> right. We yeah, just yeah. visited 363 days a year. <laughs> yeah. you know? Got it. I we, got we, it. we couldn't afford it anywhere else. It seems I mean, like I, I think and I, I spent a lot of time on the water. I love it. And and that was the first when I moved out of downtown. I didn't mention I moved to Old Hickory Lake. Come on. Oh, yeah. I, had a, I got a house out there and had a dock and everything. Dang. And um I don't know, there's just a it's it seems like a different walk of people that are attracted to Thousands lake life. Yep. And and for you guys, obviously marina life, even more so. Um it, you know, when I'm in, in marinas on the whole degree, it feels a little bit like the keys. Yeah. Like there's a little sense of pirate. Yeah, and, for and sure. All of those people. Thousand there. percent. I know exactly what you're talking. And about. I know for a fact there's people on Old Hickory Lake that are living there full time. With yeah. I mean, you can just tell. Oh, like, dude, there were there were you guys. Mean vis- you mean visiting? Visiting. Yeah. visiting yes. We would step out on the back and you know pee off the back porch or the back of the yeah. boat. I said the back porch. That's we call it the back porch. But I mean, dudes, there would be like four or five dudes doing the same thing. What's <laughs> like those cats live there too? Oh, you for know sure. What I mean, like, I mean, he's like couldn't get enough of it. Christmas lights. Yeah, yes, you know absolutely. they've got it all decked out. Music playing, grills. I mean, it's a floating yeah. trailer park. That's really all it is. It I is. mean, yeah, you just kind of. It's expensive though. Well, they're for proud a, of them now. Yeah. Oh, are they? For, I've looked at getting a slip, and I'm like, yeah. I think for, might, might just stay in the driveway. Dude, for us, it was like 300 a month. We split it. That's not bad at all. Yeah. No, so we just, that was cheaper than rent, you know. And boat was paid off. And- yeah, so we just kind of just kind of hung out. Do <laughs> you guys still houseboat? Do you enjoy it or is it, are you over it? I'm over it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we no. just, I mean. Full up. Full up to, yeah, yeah, but I mean, we don't have enough time, you yeah. know, with, with kids and stuff. But dude, every chance I, I get to get on the water, dude, I mean, I'm on the water. Um, you know, I, I love bass fishing, and and I was going to ask you, did you do a lot of old like fishing on Old Hickory? I did, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was obsessed, you know, until I got my farm, and then that just became right crazy to do list and a lot of chores. I, I was avid, like um, so much so I would get you know get on the bus and and I would nerd out on um, Navionics. Come on. So I don't even have to look at a depth finder because I know it, I know that lake so well <laughs> yeah. just from studying those maps constantly. Um, I can kind of tell you where everything is. I fished a uh, I fished as a co angler in one of those like Bass Master series or whatever it was, and it was like one of the first times I ever fished, and it was on Old Hickory. And we grew up close to Pickwick, and mm-hmm. and kind of the same style like mm-hmm. boat docks, secondary points. Mm-hmm. You know, in the summer you fish ledges. And so this was like June, and uh, I called my the angler of the, the boat I was gonna be riding in, and and I was like, hey man, what do you want me to bring? You want me to bring some you know drop shots, Carolina rigs? We're gonna be doing the. And he was like, no man. He's like, just bring a flipping pole. And I was like, it's middle of summer. He's like, just just bring a couple of you know flipping flipping rods. And I was like, all right. So we get in that morning, and dude, we run twenty miles up the Cumberland oh, yeah. and back there into those some of those eddies yeah, yeah. and and those log jams. Yep. And bro, he homemade made his jigs. And gave me a few of them, and dude, we pulled them out of them logs all day. He won the tournament. I boated an eight, like eight three for him oh, out of the, out of the river. Awesome, and dude, it was it's the only time I've fished Old Hickory like that. But gosh, it was awesome. I've man. done the same thing. I, I I got in with the guy, and we ran way up there. Yeah, and um, 
hell, I think it took us an hour and a half or something. Yeah, it was about a 45-minute ride for us. Yeah. And um, we got way up in it, and we – we missed a couple that could have got us up in up in the money, but yeah. he was throwing a, a frog too up in there. Really? Yeah. Top water. Yep. <sighs> there ain't no better bite than that, right yeah. there. Yeah, I know it was really cool, but yeah, there's something about those guys that can custom. This is a, this is an old cat. Man. Like he was he was traditional. You it's know? like the fish haven't ever seen it. It's <laughs> yeah. their own color, <laughs> and uh, I, this, yeah, the I, hook set's not unbelievable. He's not ripped. He's just. And he's yeah. like, "Hey, grab the net," and I'm like, "Okay." And then there's an eight pounder, and that's it. There, it's like, God, dang. what's the biggest bass you've ever caught? Uh, I mean, in open water, around seven, right? Uh, in, in Pickwick, but in a pond, you know, uh, eight. I've got, we've got yep. where we live. We've got a twenty acre lake behind our house in the community, and literally, there's there's a bunch of houses back there, and it's a private lake to the community. And me, my dad, and Dan are the only one that fish it. We when we moved in, the day. We were moving in the next day, the next morning. But you morning. had to live there in order to fish, yeah. which is really convenient for us. Yeah. That is awesome. Um, the day we moved in, we were exhausted from moving furniture all day. And that next morning, like 6.30, my dad calls me and wakes me up. And I roll over and grab my phone. And I'm like, hello? He's like, hey. He's wide awake. And I was like, what? Are you, what? I was like, it's 6.30. Dude, I'm exhausted. He was like, I'm here. I was like, bro, we ain't getting started till like 10. He was like, no, no, no. I'm I won't go check out. I looked out the window, and he had his bass boat hooked up behind him. And <laughs> he dropped boat in. And he, yeah, well, oh, it's awesome. yeah, not a big motor. You can just troll a motor. Yep. But uh, dude, he's been ripping brim and crappie and bass out of that thing ever since. And so it's it's super convenient. He's caught a seven and a half out of there. Um, I know of some eights that have been caught out of there, and it's big enough and deep enough to to grow and hold a yeah. you know ten, twelve, a big one. So, and it, it's not one you can go back there and catch fifty fish a day. Like you got to go look for them and and oh, find, the, cool. find the pattern and stuff. Yeah. So it's it's fun. We've all seen plenty of gadgets and fads come and go, but there's one product that stood the test of time, Seafoam Motor Treatment. Lots of hunters and anglers know that Seafoam helps four-wheeler engines and truck engines run better and last longer. Yeah, and it's super simple. When you pour it into your gas tank, Seafoam cleans harmful fuel deposits that cause engine problems. And I'm talking about common stuff like hard starts, rough engine performance, or lost fuel economy. Yeah, and Seafoam is an easy way to prevent or overcome these problems. Just pour a can in your gas tank and let it clean your fuel system. You probably know someone who's used a can of Seafoam to get their truck or boat going again. People everywhere rely on Seafoam to keep their trucks, boats, and small engines running the way they should for the entire season. Help your engine run better and last longer. Pick up a can of Seafoam today at your local auto parts store or visit SeafoamWorks.com to learn more. Market House has the cleanest, leanest, juiciest meat and seafood shipped to your home overnight. Expect the service of a local butcher and the convenience of a large supplier. Yeah, and Market House provides everything from grass-fed beef to free-range chicken, Mm. grass-fed lamb, and even wild-caught king crab and seafood. Market House keeps small farm values, trusted sources, and clean mouth-watering food for your family. And like I said, Market House ships all orders overnight. Order today, enjoy tomorrow. And you can even keep the camo on for dinner, even if filet mignon is on the table. With Market House, it doesn't matter because the cuts and catches come straight to your door. Unlike many online butchers, you can grab just one meal's worth or lock in for a subscription box. And everybody knows how hard it is these days to find high-quality, sustainably sourced meat and seafood at their local grocery store. Choose from grass-fed and grass-finished beef, American Wagyu, free-range poultry, grass-fed lamb, wild-caught king crab seafood, and more. For 15% off your first order, use code COUNTRY at checkout. Just visit markethouse.com. That's M-A-R-K-E-T-H-O-U-S-E dot com. And use the code COUNTRY.
You ever get that feeling you're stuck inside staring at screens and a primal urge kicks in? You crave wide open spaces, fresh air, the chance to connect with the land? Well, maybe it's time to find your own piece of the wild. But searching for property can be a maze. That's where land.com comes in. They got millions of listings across the country, from mountain ranches to hidden fishing holes. Their search tools are like a seasoned guide helping you narrow down what you want. Land.com isn't just about buying and selling. It's about finding a place to hunt, fish, explore, or simply sit by a campfire and listen to the crickets. So head over to land.com today to turn one day into today. Because trust me, there's nothing quite like the feeling of standing on your own piece of earth. I want to hear about your farm, man. Tell me what you what you got, where you at. Uh, I'm northeast of, of Nashville, gotcha. about okay. an hour from okay. downtown. And it was one of those, uh, I grew up always looking for permission to hunt. Same. And then moved up here to Nashville out of high school. And just those permission farms kind of went away. Yeah, it's weird that that's been happening lately. Yeah. We, we kind of talked to Rennell about it the other day. Like, I, I, did, I did the same thing. I bought a farm and... Uh, we were talking about allowing people to hunt it. He was like, you know, you let people hunt. I was like, no, dude. Yeah. What are you talking about? It kind of blew him away. And he was like, what? And, and I, I think it's like, that Western thing too. Like, I was like, man, like I work, I want to secure a place for my kids and my brother and his kids and my dad. Like ain't nobody else coming on, you know, cause I'm letting deer go and trying oh, to grow sure. deer. And you know, you can't do it. And it, he yeah. was like, well, what about like wounded veterans? And I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, of for course. Sure. Yeah, yeah, right. He was and like, what about kids? He was first like, well, how wounded? You know? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no. No, I, I think that is, you know, we we do have, and you guys obviously, especially right now, I mean, have a platform to to make a lot of good happen with, yeah. with our dirt, you know? Sure, man, um, for sure. That's the reason we got it, right? Yeah, but but I started, you know, I got to Nashville and I, was, I started looking, okay, well, let's hunt public. So I started hunting out in Pegram. Yeah. Uh, Land Between the Lakes. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Did you and, go south, you know, did you ever hit, you know? No, I never did. That's where that was our yeah. public ground for a while. I've got buddies that still hunt it. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's something about that those big public tracks, man. They're just still to me today. I mean, I get to hunt some of the best dirt in the world and, sure. and I still have this draw to land between the lakes. Yeah, I feel that. No, it's I feel it's that. so hard to get on deer there. But if you get on them, man, there's some I mean, still the biggest deer I think I've ever seen on hoof was at Land Between the Lakes. Really? Really? Um, when I was scouting. Yeah. Is that bow hunting only? Or is that? No, they you? do they do quite a couple quota hunts a, a year. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. And you have to it, put in for that? Or you put it? in for it, and gotcha. then you have your zones you have to stay in. Yep. But we would always come in on the on the north side up in Kentucky. We'd always hunt Kentucky. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was this one year where it was, it was like a drought year, and nobody could find deer like this group that we went with. They were always on good deer. So I always killed. They couldn't, couldn't find them, couldn't find them. And dad and I came across this guy with a big deer in the back he's like man i'm just because i'm done i'm gonna tell y'all what to do come on get down by the water in these draws mm. for whatever reason you know acorns are down there this year yeah and we did that man and got on them really got in them yeah never i never never got a shot on one um had one come in a giant come in that was too dark but um so i've never killed up there so it's like one of those things yeah like, man. i got close several years yeah and i never got it done so it still eats at me it's the, it was, it's the box that hadn't been checked yeah, yeah but but years go on and, and just because i always had to ask for permission sure. never had a place to go hunt i yeah. was like man a dream of mine is to have my own dirt to that's hunt. awesome and dude. i finally got i like to hear i it. finally got to a place where i could start looking and um i was looking you know looking for about a year year and a half and came across a few options northeast of town mm -hmm. at the time i was hunting on a lease 
south of Nashville, but I was having to drive through downtown Nashville to go hunt. Yeah. Yeah. And with all your gear, it was just like. It's unpredictable too. I mean, you, you try to catch out at two o'clock. Yeah, you, you may got you may get caught in two hours worth of traffic. And you're trying to be in a headspace of let's go hunt, and now you're stuck in a traffic jam. It's yeah, just, it wasn't right. So I started looking north of town, so I don't have to go through downtown. And yeah, the first three farms I thought were going to be the ones. Yeah, just fell flat. It, it wasn't what I was looking for. And like the last farm on it, it, it didn't show well online. It was because they had logged it, and it was like dead of winter, muddy logging road pictures. Beautiful. <laughs> oh, that's the farm I want, baby. And so we get there, and within you know a quarter of a mile riding on the on the uh, four wheeler, I'm like, holy crap, this, this is, is it. it. <laughs> and not only is this it, it was dirt cheap. Like this wow, logging company man. was trying to unload it. Yeah. yeah. So I was able to afford a, a pretty good chunk, and and yeah. I just got lucky. Like it was probably going to be a flip farm. Yeah. I had buddies at the time that were getting farms and, and kind of hunting them for a year or two and then, it, you know, putting food pots in and flipping them. Sure. And, um, and I'm like, it'll probably be that. And then my neighbor to the east, the next turkey season came around and the the turkeys would always stay on the perimeter of this farm because it was so thick from where yeah. they had logged it. Yeah. Tough to get turkeys on. And I'm like, it, you know. And I was like, I'm just going to cold call this guy to the east of me and see if he'll let me hunt. And – He's like, he answers, and I was like, hey, I was just calling about your farm Wait, next I, door. I want to know exactly how you say because do you go, hey, I'm Dustin No, no, no. Lynch. Hey, you, hey been, do you like country music? Keep that card in the pocket okay, for okay. as long as possible. Okay, okay. But I know I call him. It's like, hey, as I was calling about your farm, um, you know, at this address. He goes, how did you know I wanted to sell? And I'm like, oh. Huh. Bingo. Right. Yeah. And uh, just fell from the heavens right there. Yeah, yeah. So got to talking to him and his sister got involved. He was older and, and his sister got involved and screwed the whole thing up. She wanted to like triple the price. Nice. Of course. Yeah. Love so I, I just passed and sat on, sat for about a year. And then she came back and actually wanted to make sense of it. Heck yeah. So I ended up getting that piece to the east of me. And then that connect, that joined you. That joined me. And then the, the neighbor to my north had this cow pasture and you'd always see birds out in it from my, from my original piece. <laughs> And he had I, this, is a, this is a guy. This is our dude, man. I, 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 I'm yeah. loving this. He I wasn't it. sure exactly where you were on the scale. <laughs> we of, never are, man. but now it's like, oh, we're good. Yeah, we're chilling, <laughs> this guy bro. knows what he's talking about. He had an easement that went through <laughs> me, and um, and it got to the point where I'm like, okay, I want to build. Like, I'm going to be here. It's not. Just, I, I want to build a little something out yeah, here. Man, yeah, man. Sure. You know, yeah. and and have a little cabin or put an RV in or something, and. How it cut, I'm like, man, if I could get that farm, I would build on that farm. You always think that, though. Yeah. You always think, man, if I could get if that. If I could get that. And, yeah. that, yeah. and he really had an easement through my original piece uh, to come in on the south side because all of this, come to find out, used to be his. All really? of it did. Two-track or like an actual gravel road? Uh, Actual gravel, gravel yeah. road, yeah. And um, so he's like, yeah, I'm not ready to sell yet. He's just summering cows on it. And mm. um. I'm okay. Well, if you ever get ready to sell, please let me have first shot at it because you run right through me. Mm. And he's like, I'll do it. So I get, we go another couple years and I get concrete poured and trusses delivered. <laughs> and this sucker stops me in the road. <laughs> no way. Yes. <laughs> How like big I, of a pad you pour? It's a 48 by 96. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. So I'm big like, I'm putting, I'm putting, you know, yeah. boats in there in the off yeah, season yeah, yeah, yeah. and the whole thing. Yeah. And he's like, my wife wants me to get rid of it. I'm like, of course she does. Now that I've put a pad down, okay. yeah, yeah, where I don't want one, <laughs> right? right. right. Yeah. Where I tried not to put a pad down for <laughs> years, yeah. And, Maybe uh, you just put casters on it, hook your tractor to it, and just pull it yeah. up to the new. Yeah. Place. He knew he had me, man. He yeah. worked me over. He would not budge on the price. I finally got him to throw in. He had because uh, I wanted to, you know, another dream of mine is to get 
back into cows. That was my first job ever was was helping on a farm down the street from where I was, I was living. Another check on the you can wear a cowboy hat list. If you actually work with cows at one time. $5 an hour, boys. Bro, now Come you're there. On. $5 I mean, you an hour. You own a farm. You worked with cows. Yep. You can wear a cowboy hat as much as you Bro, want. All the time. Legit. Yeah, all the you time. You sleep um, in one. Nobody's saying nothing about that. Nope. It, yeah, and um, so – I got it. I convinced him to let me keep a corral he had made in these trees. He's like, fine, I'll do that. And then he had this old junker um, disc and this old junker, like eight foot deck, bush hog. And he's like, no, nah, you got to buy those from me. I'm like, dude, you haven't used, you haven't moved these in four years. They've been sitting on our property line. And, and, a, a, and a bush hog. And a bush hog. Jeez. And uh, he's like, no, nah, you got to pay me for those. And I'm like, Okay, here's a thousand. I was like, come on, man. Like, you haven't budged on this price. Finally, he gave me those, and I was like, we got a deal. Um, <laughs> you had to get to the point where it so felt, I ended, felt like I ended a good up deal. with this original farm that was, you know, just a logging dump. Yeah. But ha- ended up having a giant on it. I, I ran cameras like, of course, the first month oh, I'm yeah. dumping out corn and trying yeah, yeah. to see what's on it. No doubt. And there weren't many deer trails. There weren't many deer on the farm, but there was an absolute monster on this thing. And, um, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm at least going to hunt him for a little bit. But I, I started out with that original track, and then I wound up with three farms that joined. Two. That's awesome. And, and through the, the years, dream, yeah. like, you come across your neighbors, and are they cool people? Or are sure. they idiots? Right. Um, and most of them around me are cool. Yeah. And and I would like to say most like to grow big deer. They don't. Um, yeah. You know, but we, we run into the same problem. But it, it, I think if I do, I still got a lot of work to do to get my habitat where I want it, but that's what I'm obsessed with right now. But, uh, I think I think I'll be there pretty pretty much long term now. Where where do turkey if turkey and deer right here? Which one do you prefer? Like oh, it's pretty even for me. Yeah, my, my, I think that what I obsess about the most and spend way more money on it than I should is is probably you know bow hunting whitetail. Come on, man! Uh, I just I love I'm the right chess game you, of mm-hmm. cat and it, mouth, bro. It is crazy, and 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 you get to chase the same animal for years, and uh, most of the time they win. And you know, I literally said that same statement. That's, kinda, that's why I'm obsessed with bow hunting too. I mean, we I love, love it when we win, but I almost equally as much love it when they win because yeah. it just keeps the challenge of, and that's what to me bow hunting is. It's just like, man, if you're gonna fool an old buck bow hunting, you gotta be, you gotta have it all lined out. Baby. Yeah, I mean, and still get no, lucky. Yeah, there ain't. Yeah, <laughs> still get real lucky. Yeah, yeah, exactly. and he's got to be, he's got to make a wrong move for sure. What happened to your big buck that you were seeing on the farm? Did you Man, I, I got to him? watch. Him. I chased him for a couple of years. You know, I, I don't get to hunt as much as I would love sure. to. And and now with the opportunity to hunt with Drury Outdoors, yeah, uh, I've been hunting with those guys for a handful of years, and um, you know, so that takes a a, a couple of you know weeks of hunting away from where right. I could be hunting Tennessee. Yep. I don't get to chase him full time, but um, I hunted him for a couple years. In November, I had a video of him chasing a doe down this logging road, like November 22nd, I think. This year? or No, this would have been three, four years ago okay. now. Okay. And uh, and then he, I never saw him mm-hmm. again. So I don't know. I think he was so big. I think if somebody would have got him, we'd have seen it or heard about it. You know what score-wise, what are we talking about? Man, he was 160s for sure. Jeez. I mean, an absolute like Monster I was showing him to Mark Drury and, and his team, and they're yeah. like, yeah. "Holy crap!" Like I, we didn't know you had deer like that in Tennessee. I mean, he yeah. was a, a a daggum shooter. If you can let him see him like that since, yeah, yeah. If you can just let him, if you can just let him age, man. If you yeah. can let him get out there to six, I had, seven a, years I had old, a, uh, I had a, a one that was like finally showed some awesome potential this year, and he was for sure a four year old because I had him last year as a three on camera and. I'm like, all right, let, let's see. Let's roll the dice. See if we yeah, can get yeah, five. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, 
You got my some killer, You got some killers around you, huh? My neighbor, yeah. He and his brother hunt. They 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 usually only hunt a week in muzzleloader, which is as we know in Tennessee. That's when, the that's, that's the, the jam, time. dude. That's yeah, the jam. That's um, and I don't know if he got him then or, or later, but he, my neighbor ended up getting him. And of course, you hear about it. He's like, man, biggest deer I've ever shot. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I bet it's the four year old. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, did y'all get a picture of him? I had the other neighbor. He's like, yeah, I think he posted on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, pull it up for me. <laughs> Listen, like, dude, we're all living the same game. Like, there man, he is. Exactly how coming, yeah. you know? But, you know, we always have, there. you know, there. I don't have anything that's, I'm super pumped up. Sure. But there, I've got a bunch of old deer still. There's all, they're always going to get through. Yeah. You know, there's always going to be some to get through. You just hope like the, the pretty boys make it. The through. ones with potential. Ooh, for yeah. sure, man. I'll tell you what I've started doing, and, and this might be a good alternative. Um, if you, if you're, not able to buy a lot of land around you, not you specifically, I'm just talking to the listener, is I went, and so I bought my farm, and there was uh, a couple of hundred acres over here that the guy just let kids hunt it like crazy. Mm. And, bro, every three-year-old I have was just getting capped. Every It'd be opening day arrival, and I'd, I'd check Facebook two hours later. And there they are. <laughs> there they are, man. I've been passing them for two years, you yeah. know. And so uh, – I actually went to the guy and was like, hey, man, he was talking to me. He had ran over a uh, a shed, and it had pierced his tractor tire. He was like, man, I had my kids at the creek. He was like, man, I had to put a damn tire on that tractor. It's 380 bucks for a front tire. You know, they're expensive. Oh, yeah. I was like, hey, man, why don't you let me lease that ground for you, and I'll pay you X amount. Then you can, you know, you can buy tractor tires every. You know, you're gonna be able to. In that moment, he was like, "All right, let's do it." And I don't even hunt that. So, but so, just, so what you're saying, you took kids hunting rights away from by, <laughs> buying a tractor no tire. We said, this is, this he is just, a game of chess. He just talked about wanting kids. This is a game of chess. There's no way to acquire the kids playing checkers out here without. Yeah. Taking somebody's <laughs> rights away, dude. <laughs> There's no way to win this. I'm just saying. Yes, I took it some kids from the kids. Yeah, yeah. Took it from the good kids. job, man. And then because of that, I've been killing bigger. Deer. I was gonna say you got some big deer <laughs> <right>. now. <laughs> so if you can lock up that ground around you, just by like maybe leasing it, you can acquire enough to to actually grow some deer. And I think that's what what I've been able to do over there. Thank goodness, it's just kind of. Have enough where you can hold them tight, you yeah. know, and hold them and, and keep them in there with food, with cover. Honestly, the the thing that's worked best for me is not pressuring those mm-hmm. areas and just letting them know that they can walk in there and eat, refuge, man. hang out and yeah. chase does without getting shot at. I've learned so those. much from Mark. Yeah, I, mean, I was Mark, about to say, Mark yeah, Drury yeah. is dude. Is, there's that, he is like yeah. an encyclopedia. I mean, I, you know, stuff, absolutely, man. like I grew yeah. up watching. Legend those guys and and now getting to be buds with them and, and talk to them on a regular basis. It's just amazing. You know, the strategy that goes into, yeah, you've got a, you've got a farm, but what's the best way you can, you can hunt the farm. What's the best way you can design it to sure. where you're giving the deer the best chance at survival, mm-hmm. you know, Absolutely. not only from hunters, but from everything else. No doubt. Totally. And, you know, and, and, and I don't think what a lot of people realize is, is we're the least of a deer's worries. No, you know? doubt, like we're, man. we're their best option. Yeah. Seriously, because yeah. if 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 a hunter's not you know harvesting a deer, it's going to get eaten alive, sure, which is not fun, or or they're going to disease out, you yep. know, and, yeah. and get weak. So, it, just learning how you design farms and like the access of, you know, designing you know to and from the the food plot or the deer center, however you're going to hunt them, 
Dustin Lynch has passed has passed my mega legit hunting bar. Oh, dude, he, I'm he's I'm every day no, a nerd on this. Talk, you, like yeah, you you're, you're just like us, man. Legit, yeah. That's awesome. Um, and it, it. kind of takes it kind of takes like because I heard you say earlier you, you hunted with your dad growing up and all that stuff. Yeah. And and that's a lot of like hunting back then is just getting in the truck with a gun, going and sitting in a barn and sit, and and, yeah, and waiting. Yeah. When you start prepping a farm and start learning about that stuff and, and and really looking at it from the deer's eyes instead of your own. Yeah. Like that takes it to another level. And, and, and of obsession too. Of oh, like, it's exactly. Because like, I'm, I'm sitting here right now talking to you guys and listening to y'all talk and I'm thinking about, man, I've got to, you know, I need to create some more cover on that hillside. <laughs> yeah, and, dude. Absolutely. And, and like that's what I'll do on my off time. Like yeah, I'm going to be in the woods yeah. creating cover for deer on my off day. I was going to ask and it's you. So, it sounds so silly. No. Bro, no like, I love it that much. <laughs> you have to and do I, it. Like, I literally get injuries from trying to yeah. like, oh, make look, better out I, I just took, I just took a stitch out of that one right there from brow tines rattling because I didn't cut my brow tines yeah, off, yeah. smacked it. Yeah, I had to get a stitch in it. So, yeah, I'm with you, bro. Well, let me ask you this. What do you feel like are some things you've done or implemented on your farm that is that has either helped your population or has helped – Helped give your bucks and, and and does some some of that cut. What do you feel like? You, okay, I did this to my farm and this made a difference in the outcome of my. I'll hunt. tell you what. You know, I got a new. You get a new piece piece of land and and you want it to look good and you you have fun keeping it up. Yeah, you know, and no, manicuring just, it. Yeah, yeah. And then you realize, wait a second. Yeah, I've taken I've taken all of my cover, all of my edges, all of my soft edges out. Totally. Um, and so like for me, it's the discipline of letting. Weeds grow, letting the fields grow up. <laughs> yeah, quit bush you know, hogging. Quit bush hogging. Yeah, because initially yeah. you're like, man, this looks so good. Yeah, yeah, man. And and you're really manicuring everything, and and it's like, yeah, stop bush hogging because the turkeys are getting picked no doubt, off. Man, fawns don't have anywhere. Fawns to... have nowhere to go. Yeah, like I mean, you feel good about yourself because it looks awesome and it's pretty, but you're actually doing damage. And I would say that, like, really trying to make sure I'm throttling how much I'm on the farm. Totally, it's tough. Like, I I definitely need some help out there, but it's tough for me because I don't want. I don't want to get you know somebody involved that feels like they've got to go every day do something. Yeah, man. Um, yep. And and yeah, I think just letting it rest and let it be more natural. I completely Probably, agree. Just to answer your question, yeah. We uh we took I would say probably thirty acres of my farm and that we used to bush hog. I mean, three or four times a year, mm -hmm. honestly, and uh, just let it grow and uh cut fire breaks around the outside mm -hmm. and we're going to start burning it every every four years we hadn't made it four years yet since we started doing it but i've already seen uh pictures of more turkeys more poults mm -hmm. uh more fawns and and i mean it's kind of a dual uh deal because you're given once that natural growth comes up you're giving protection to the to the poults and and, and a place to feed but that's also really great deer browse. You yeah, know? and we've and we've seen a lot of. We didn't kill a lot because we we're just letting the deer grow. But the the buck I took off there spent a ton of time in that natural browse. Yeah, and then I don't even really even. My, I mean, my wife's like, "Let's take a ride on the side by side." And I'm like, mm -mm. "No, yeah, no, no." Some but, of my friends are like, "Man, can we let's go oh, ride side by side?" Same. It's like I got. <laughs> No, only no, you know, bro. only in January. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, late January. And, yeah. and once you start, you know, once you start riding around, you realize, crap. You know, keeping up logging roads is a lot of work, man. Yeah, it you is. start rutting up a road. It's not fun when you own no. it. When, when you, it's somebody yeah. else, is you're like hammer down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think you know to to piggyback onto that, probably my next biggest project is going back in. You know, because I've had this the original farm for five, six years, seven years now, and all of that logged early successional growth is now getting shaded out by mm -hmm. like some mid-story stuff. So I've got to go back in and like create a lot more openings than 
that that used to be there yep. and get that browse back up. But my my favorite project each year is control burns. I had the state come out and do it the first year. I find that's a common thing. People yeah. that control burn, that's their favorite pyros, time of the year. Man. We're yeah, all it's pretty, all pretty sick. Like yeah. Adult fire. I think I would burn all of West Tennessee if I tried to <laughs> yeah. control burn our place. I love it. And like now watching watching pros do it. Yeah. And you can like one of my favorite like I obsess every day on, you know, especially certain times of year is growing deer TV. Yeah. Yep. With Grant and great those guys. information, man. Great. It's information. incredible. And they're they're big advocates on control burns mm-hmm. and, and rotating all that. But that's really kind of how I've learned how to safely do it. Um was watching the guys do it on my place. They kind of forced it. They shouldn't have burned. It was just like they knew they were getting paid and it was still wet. And it like not oh, even really? half of it went. Hmm. But I initially started out with with uh, my tour manager, my bus driver, and another buddy. <laughs> hey, what you got going on? Yeah, I, I need you at my place. And, and, and we burnt. Uh, we burnt like the first year we burnt uh, this hillside that was eight acres, and last year we burnt eighty acres. Nice oh, man. man. And dude, you talk you like eighty acres on fire. It's the coolest thing. It looks like the end of the world. It is there like any Armageddon? Is there any freak out? Oh, there's always freak out. Yeah, yeah. that keeps Tell it fun him. though. Tell him. Me and Dan, we had this. Uh, on our place in West Tennessee, this one spot that was super overgrown. First off, let's say this: take Dustin's advice and like do, your do research. some research before <laughs> yeah. you just go. Light. Don't just go throw gasoline yeah. out. Yeah, that's what, Which we, is did. what we did. <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, I think we like we could burn this. And Dan was like, how? I was like, dude, I don't know. I think we just dump some gasoline out here and light it on fire. And dude, before we know it, man, there's this group of like, like we dude. There, there was like hol- helicopters flying over. <laughs> they were like hiding in the trees, oh, bro. Oh man, we, we lit had the woods we had towels. We lit the woods on fire. Yeah, we lit the woods on fire, man. But man, there was, was a big grove of dead trees, and so when it got, I was like, maybe it'll just skip around. And all of a sudden, it was like, and it was going, in, and we just had this giant, like inferno happening in front of us and how and neighbors like, farms were hey, calling man, we us gotta, we gotta stop that out over there we gotta stop <laughs> yeah buddy calls like y'all burning something up there we're like no nah, man just a little campfire we're putting it out right and we were running through the woods like stomp. i mean luckily it didn't get out of control y'all kept easily it under, could yeah. have but easily you talk about have. freak out mode bro we were we were there. I was yeah. like, we need to win the switch. We need to win the switch. Yeah. I think God had a little grace on us and just maybe dropped a little. It's crazy rain, how but. how quickly dead grass goes. Man. Oh. And it gets to a point you're like, oh, I'll just, you know, I'll get in front of it. It gets so hot, you can't. Yeah. And leaves. You can't even get close. Dead leaves burn in an instant. Yeah. Um, and, dead and trees I, do too. One thing almost yeah. my neighbor saved me for this. I, I just called him like, hey, just so you know, I'm about to burn this hillside. This is the first one I was going to attempt on my own. He goes, did you call the state? I was like. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize I had to. He's like, "Yeah, you better get you a burn permit, or they're going to oh, hang you." During the burn permit era, and, uh, era. and there's certain times of years you don't have to have one, and then there's a majority time of the year. Is that statewide so or is that countywide? I'm not sure. So I, not I, anyway, either. I call I call the state, and then I call uh, the county, you know, fire department. Yeah, and you'll still have people driving down the road thinking it's the end of the world. Yeah, like, sure. You can let all your neighbors know. There's still going to be somebody driving down call the road. Call the cops. Like, hey, or, this farm's on fire. Right. Yeah. It, if they know about it, they're like, yeah, we know. Yeah. yeah. Control burn, whatever, right. whatever, for habitat. So yeah. that's important. We've all seen plenty of gadgets and fads come and go, but there's one product that stood the test of time, Seafoam Motor Treatment. Lots of hunters and anglers know that Seafoam helps four-wheeler engines and truck engines run better and last longer. Yeah, and it's super simple. When you pour it into your gas tank, Seafoam cleans harmful fuel deposits that cause engine problems. And I'm talking about common stuff like hard starts, rough engine performance, or lost fuel economy. Yeah, and Seafoam is an easy way to prevent or overcome these problems. Just pour a can in your gas tank and let it clean your fuel system. 
You probably know someone who's used a can of seafoam to get their truck or boat going again. People everywhere rely on seafoam to keep their trucks, boats, and small engines running the way they should for the entire season. Help your engine run better and last longer. Pick up a can of seafoam today at your local auto parts store or visit seafoamworks.com to learn more. Market House has the cleanest, leanest, juiciest meat and seafood shipped to your home overnight. Expect the service of a local butcher and the convenience of a large supplier. Yeah, and Market House provides everything from grass-fed beef to free-range chicken, Mm. grass-fed lamb, and even wild-caught king crab and seafood. Market House keeps small farm values, trusted sources, and clean mouth-watering food for your family. And like I said, Market House ships all orders overnight. Order today, enjoy tomorrow. And you can even keep the camo on for dinner, even if the filet mignon is on the table. With Market House, it doesn't matter because the cuts and catches come straight to your door. Unlike many online butchers, you can grab just one meal's worth or lock in for a subscription box. And everybody knows how hard it is these days to find high-quality, sustainably sourced meat and seafood at their local grocery store. Choose from grass-fed and grass-finished beef, American Wagyu, free-range poultry, grass-fed lamb, wild-caught king crab, seafood, and more. For 15% off your first order, use code COUNTRY at checkout. Just visit markethouse.com. That's M-A-R-K-E-T-H-O-U-S-E dot com. And use the code COUNTRY. You ever get that feeling you're stuck inside staring at screens and a primal urge kicks in? You crave wide open spaces, fresh air, the chance to connect with the land? Well, maybe it's time to find your own piece of the wild. But searching for property can be a maze. That's where land.com comes in they got millions of listings across the country from mountain ranches to hidden fishing holes their search tools are like a seasoned guide helping you narrow down what you want land.com isn't just about buying and selling it's about finding a place to hunt fish explore or simply sit by a campfire and listen to the crickets so head over to land.com today to turn one day into today because trust me there's nothing quite like the feeling of standing on your own piece of earth was it your dad like got you like got you into it did your your dad hunt it was dad yeah and i started bow hunting when i was 13 so i think my entry my entry to hunting was dove hunting yeah which i think is a lot of people dude you're the dog like when when your dad's going he's like he's like yeah you can go if you go pick up the dove that's it and um (laughs) So that's where it started, and I loved it. And he could tell that I loved it. And I, you know, he he grew up in Florida, so he was chasing Florida. Deer wasn't huge down right, there, right. you know, but he was he was still out chasing hogs and trapping raccoons and stuff. So it was it was in his blood. We did a lot of fishing growing up, but yeah, that's too. Um, I for whatever reason took an interest in in uh, in hunting. He went and he. I remember. I think the first thing I remember of us doing with deer hunting, he went uh, and built a buddy a deer stand. I think it was, I think we just built it out of wood. Yeah. And I was like, man, I want to do, I want to deer hunt. So I think we just started doing it. I loved it. And then he got, uh, believe it or not, right down the street from us was a guy that did, I had a little archery shop out of his garage. Cool. It's part time archery shop. Oh, no, you were in then. Yeah. I, he and I got bows. I was 13 and we started shooting and I started hunting, man. And it was game on. Yeah. yeah. You feel that, you feel that adrenaline when you're on the ground with a deer. I was hunting on the ground at first. <laughs> Come on, 13 man. 13 with a bow. And then you, then you actually like harvest one. You shoot yeah. one and it just sets it on fire. Yeah. Then, yeah, it, was, all then it was just, that was it. And, and, and still like just the, the anticipation of watching the outdoor channel. Yeah, bro. On the weekends, you know, yeah, you, man. you're looking for the weekend cause you're not in school, but then you've got, you know, Jury Outdoors coming on. And this oh, yeah, is, you know, man. this is when they were 
we still had video cameras this big. Absolutely. Yeah, Me and my buddy started videotaping each other um, when we were 15, bow hunting. We had camo duct tape on these <laughs> giant. <laughs> we did the same thing. You know, yeah. these giant. We did and, the same and, thing. Um, that's what I was going to do for a living, for, for life. I was going to be outdoor TV. Yeah, bro. Host and cameraman. <laughs> Even um, before you started like playing music and singing, that was the drive? Or? That was it, man. I was obsessed. Really? Yeah. So when did yeah, you pick up the guitar? I picked it up originally when I was eight and then gave it up, and then I picked it up again when I was um, 14. Did you always kind of write and sing, or were you just kind of like- Yeah, I, I immediately, like as soon as I could kind of get through playing and singing, I, I had this affinity to like really – try to write a song and sure. um man getting to record something on my mom's like cassette deck and yeah, go play yep. it in her car yep. was the coolest thing yep. ever i remember it was like it was yesterday and it was like so addicting yeah and that that became hunting and fishing always stayed but that was like okay so when did you decide this. like i'm go i'm going i'm gonna i'm gonna chase this thing down i will say probably 15 mm. 15 or 16 we started a band I know I was 15 because my mom was taking me over to my buddy's house to, so we could practice. Couldn't even drive. Couldn't even drive yet. Was it the Dustin Lynch band? Did you have some no, sweet name? It was It was back in the day. We uh, It took forever to find a name, but we finally came across this this name called 15 Rain was our band name. <laughs> Sick, bro. Ah, dramatic. Sick. Some 30, some 41. Some 41. Yeah. Blink-182. Blink yeah. yeah. Matchbox 20. Uh -huh. 15, 15 Rain, dog. <laughs> and uh, it took us forever to figure it out. You have a bunch of names. And... Um, my mine drummer. was fresh from 15, so mine was a thing in a number two. There you go. So. My drummer was taking a was cheating on a quiz on, in English class on, uh, I forget what it was, Great Gatsby or something. Yeah. And the answer to number 15 was rain. And somebody shouted like, he was like, hey, what's, you know. Yeah. And somebody's like, 15 rain. <laughs> and he's like, that's, that's it. He's like, band aid. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's what we named ourselves. And we we did, uh, <laughs> but we were straight into like. Trying to do originals, it was like like kind of pop rocky. Yeah, like immediately, original stuff. immediately, no yeah. covers. No. no, we were doing covers okay. too, but like um, we immediately started trying to write because I was so obsessed with writing. Yeah, were you writing with your little band? Yeah, like yeah, fifteen rain was writing fifteen rain yeah. songs. Yeah, man, we <laughs> would just on. jam. It's still it's still yeah. wild. It's still how I love to like make our shows. We just there's I don't have like somebody that helps me out and is like, hey, what we were thinking about this is the soundtrack to this tour or anything like that. I know some people have like a musical director that kind of maps out their songs and hmm. whatever like i still get with my band and we'll huddle up and just jam until we find it yeah and that's cool. how we that's how cool, we still do man. our shows that's um, awesome and that's how we were doing we would just sit around and like jam and find it and then i'll go home and write lyrics and we came up to nashville and recorded in antioch tennessee in this dude's basement <laughs> went home <laughs> on our you know parents printer printed off the cd cover and burned them on our burned cds on the you know our family yeah, man, computers and and yeah Started handing those out and selling them and um, playing shows and and, and yeah, we would thing. play we would play you know walkathons and car dealerships yeah. and on the trailer they pull up yeah, and, yeah our yeah. Uh, we we had this guy that that approached us and was like man I can get y'all into Manchester Tennessee at this this club and we're like you know sweet big time first, yeah our first club and he was hanging exit in over our, our heads too oh, at the time wow. <laughs> I'll get you in there too I was just you know whoever yeah. <laughs> Manager, he's, grind, yeah, he's grinding no, too. He's, grinding. he's trying to make. He probably, it away, yeah. I signed contracts with like eighty of those. Yeah, days. right. <laughs> and uh, so we go and <laughs> we go. We we play this thing. We play this building, and uh, I'm like, man, is this a Mexican restaurant? A, a tire <laughs> shop? Why's all combined? Yeah. Why is there a stripper pole? But at 16, you're like, hell yeah, there's a stripper pole. 
<laughs> well, come to find out, it's like a, a rotational <laughs> venue. So on Thursdays, they have strippers. And I forget what day we played. Sorry. One is my dad at the time had a, a insulation company, like a little side gig insulation company. And a couple of his workers, um, I was telling dad, I was like, it's some like Hispanic like restaurant. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. can't figure out what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Dad's like, well, I'm asking my workers. And they're like, they tell him like, no, it's a strip club on whatever. <laughs> He's like, Dustin, don't get in here. That didn't go over well with mom. <laughs> that's a show, that's a show they couldn't come to. We got to play that place twice, and then that, that plug got pulled get the on. on yeah. But, um, but yeah, we we just beat around, that's and then great. college comes, and, and everybody kind of had different aspirations. Um, my drummer was a huge Alabama fan, so he wanted to go to Bama. So he went there. Um, I was headed to MTSU with the guitar player. We we're going to keep the music thing going. Mm-hmm. Um, the bass player was super talented, wanted to go to – UT Knoxville and do architecture. So we kind of split up yeah. out of high school. And um, what year was this? 2003. Okay. Gotcha. And uh, then at last minute, I got a call from Lipscomb University to, to get a scholarship to play golf. Wow. And, really? Uh, so I, I did that. It got me to Nashville. It was like that golf got me to Nashville. Wow. So I could actually really jump into learning how man, music how works. How perfect is that, man? Yep. It's funny how. And uh, that's that's what got me here, man. And, and the first night – I moved in. My parents left, and before they got to the end of the road, I was at the Bluebird, man. Wow. And uh, That's cool. scared to death. I thought yeah. I was in the ghetto. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I did. It was like I was scared to death to go anywhere in Nashville. I was like, I'm going to get killed everywhere I go. <laughs> Do you remember who you saw, who was playing? Um, I don't I don't remember. I, had, I didn't probably get Probably Tony Arata. If I yeah, probably Tony Arata. Right. That's who was playing yesterday, right. Luke. That's yeah. who was playing every time we asked him who they saw at the Is Bluebird. It? Tony Arata. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The dance. Um, Nine o'clock show. I, I didn't get yeah. in. I got, the, you know, the, it was capacity. I, look, I just watched through the windows. But that was like the most epic moment of, of life right there. First night in Nashville and get to watch through the Bluebird Cafe. Dude, Dang, that's awesome. On, yeah. man. That's a, that's, that's a great story. We had come up in high school, me and the band, and played an open mic at Bluebird, though. Cool. Yeah. So we like, I knew. Yeah. I was obviously a well they're actually still airing back then. They're airing um like Tuesdays at the Bluebird on mm-hmm. TNN. Yeah, yeah. I remember Channel 33 for me. I don't yeah. know what it was for y'all, but we used to watch TNN all the time. Man. Yep. And um it, it's just it's cool. Like moving to Nashville, it was the Grand Old Opry, it was Bluebird Cafe and and Lower Broadway. Mm-hmm. And like just trying to, you know, my goals were to play all three of those things, and that's kind of where I was. Man. And of course those goals have changed at this point. But so did you you just got to Nashville? started connecting networking writing as much as you could yeah it, it you know it took a while I, I had a lot on my plate trying to c- continue on my golf scholarship was the reason i could be in nashville sure i couldn't afford to be here any other way so like that was a huge focus a lot of time like trying to play my butt off and um keep that thing that's awesome you know and and i did and uh and then you know at lipscomb university i think it's got a lot more relaxed now but back then it was super strict like if, if you left campus after 7 p.m., you had to check out, tell them where you were going. Yeah. Really? Then you come back, and they're like, where'd you go? You're at the sounds game. Okay, do this breathalyzer. Like, man, it was strict. Really? Yeah. I didn't even know college could do that. Yeah, if you're 21 and even showed up anything on a breathalyzer, you're out of college. Anything. Yeah. Golf scholarship gone. Yeah, all of it's gone. So it was super strict. So um, we would go to Vanderbilt. You know, we'd go see our parents, but we'd go to Vanderbilt yeah. and, and go to their frat parties. and Yeah. That's where I was like, wait a second. Yeah. You're hiring these bands for how much money to play these cover songs? Like, yeah. I can do this. So I started chopping away at getting my cover list up and uh and and taking notes at these parties on like what right. was working. Yep. 
and research. Uh, I mean, I, yep. I, we did this eye of the band that did basically the same thing you're saying you did in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm a Mississippi State, I'm a Bulldog guy, and I can't even be mad at Ole Miss because of how much money we made off those returns. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they would shell it out. Son. Yep. And, it, and it really sets a great foundation uh, for, for, for knowing what, the listener wants to hear right? without a doubt whether still, you like it or not that's it i still i, I still use a lot of those skills from those days Same. In the frat houses um on lower broadway play yep. lower broadway for years too like that never changes no. i mean we were just in mexico for the our ninth crash my ply with luke and we've created this monster down there did it's he the introduce you this time or how'd that go I introduced him this year. Let's get give us give us the uh, give us your the Dustin Lynch story on on what happened last year. To, I know to, what to happened. That's a, I was drunk. I know. Oh, of course, no, no, ain't was, no doubt. Ain't no doubt. So but, no but, con- but he had to release an apology, didn't he? He like, did. Yeah. There's no context, right? So you, you see in 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 writing in these articles on oh, TMZ they get everything and whatever, hundred percent correct. And for sure. uh, yeah, right. Yeah. And, but but there's no context of like how it was said. You just read it, and it's like, wow, that's terrible. Oh, yeah. he snubbed Dustin Lynch. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. he's he's like trying to crack jokes and. You know, he's because I've been down there with him every year. Like, we kind of have done that every year together down there yeah. and multiple nights together. It right. isn't just like I play and he plays. Like, we've collabed every year on yeah. stuff. <laughs> so, the crowd down there, everybody's been seven times or like they've all get it and they all understand what it is and yeah. how loose it is. And that's why they go back. Like, For you're sure. getting a once in a lifetime show. Absolutely. A circus that you can only get there. And he's never yeah. able to say, any of that in the States right. on tour because Live Nation will pull his contract. <laughs> exactly. So we know what we're getting down there. And he's trying to be funny and introduce me. Well, he starts going down this road of just bashing me. And to the point to where I'm looking at his manager like, dang. <laughs> Not that you care, just that like it might get him in trouble. And so, yeah, we hit the stage. And and it anyways, it catches fire. We get back home. He's duck hunting and I'm deer hunting or whatever. Yeah. And we're looking at all these articles pop up like, oh, crap. And uh, so he has to apologize. You know, especially with, you know, now he's worrying, obviously, American Idol. Yeah. Who cares about the country music thing? It's yeah, American it's Idol. No that, doubt. You know, you got to watch out for it. <laughs> no doubt. And um, <laughs> so he does that. So he he like, he can't, he gets to where he can't sleep at night because he's worried about what my parents think. Oh, mm. man. Which is, just shows you what kind of guy Luke is. So, right. Oh, uh, yeah. He's, he like calls me. He's like, what's their email? I want to apologize to him. And he goes, you know what? Next year you get to introduce me. You have a year to figure out how to do it. So I'm like, oh, crap. You know, I can't like go in. I don't want to go in hard on him like he did me. Like, what yeah. can I do? So I'm like, you know what? We're going to do an f- official roast. Nice. And uh, the best roaster of all time is Jeff Ross. And so. Did you get him down there? Got a hold of him. <laughs> and uh, that, we wore him out. <laughs> <laughs> we wore him out. That's <laughs> awesome, man. He probably loved it. It was, it was one of those things where you're like, please connect, please connect, you know. And oh, it, yeah, like, yeah. The first, the, like one of the first zingers that was I knew was not yeah, going to be hear, the best. I want to hear some of some of them. Just, 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 just yeah, one of the first zingers, like the crowd reacted pretty good, too. I'm like, oh, we got him. Okay. Because yeah, like, yeah, I know what's coming. Yeah. No, you know, his. I think his new single, Southern and Slow. So, okay. like, he cracked him on that. He's like, finally, you're writing something autobiographical. <laughs> um, but it was more of that stuff. There's Beautiful. some stuff we had to edit out about Caroline and – uh, Ryan Seacrest and yeah, uh, but, <laughs> but uh, we kept it pretty family friendly. But it was great, man. It was, good. It was good. Jeff, I'm, Jeff did a great job, and he went like above and beyond. Yeah, you know, sure. he was really into it, so <laughs> it turned out great. And, and it come to find out, they you know, we, you're always going. At what point or is is enough crash my playas? And yeah. uh, 
confirmed the last night of the festival the the guys backstage luke was on stage and i went back to get another beer or something and they're like we're thousand percent doing year 10 start planning for it so that's awesome what we we started out doing they asked me to do a couple songs by the pool the first year ever they're just making it up and uh i'm like a couple songs screw y'all i've never been to mexico like so me and my band i had it was me and my guitar player and my my drummer had a cajon we stopped by the liquor store on the way there in the resort, and we just grab a bunch of bottles of liquor, <laughs> and we take them out to the pool, and we sit on the edge of the pool, and we start playing songs. Yeah, man. And uh, they wanted two songs. We played for an hour and a half and had people <laughs> going crazy. Of course, so man. The, the promoters came to me. They're like, dude, we got to do this next year. I was like, well, give me some speakers next yeah, year, please. Yeah. Give me some, yeah. And uh, so we looked, did a little stage. It went off great. And then it just they're like, okay, this is your thing. Let's start growing it. And it's grown into this um, just – circus of like we do a big parade walk in and this year we did a theme um and we're bringing it we this sounds it, like we so brought much the, fun dude, dude absolutely yeah we, we we branded it the pool situation we brought it to las vegas and sold out three of their nightclubs with the pool Jeez. situation and um we'll bring it back to vegas we did it at cma fest so it's kind of like it's come back to the states and become one of our staple events now how many nights do you do y'all do down there um it's it's a four-night festival cool and then they'll have pool parties every day yeah um, that's awesome, awesome, that sounds fun. That's awesome. It's a lot of fun. I always encourage anybody that, especially you know, songwriters, anybody that's in the creative community, go down there. Like, yeah, there's there's plenty of room, at, you know, to to get everybody in and just see it. You know, it's it's yeah. it's always crappy weather here, anyways. Yeah, yeah. And uh, man, it's great to get down there and just mingle. You're with so many artists. You were 16 artists. Like, yeah. Why would you not be down there mingling? Right, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're on what sixth studio album? With Kill the Cowboy, I think so. Yeah, well, I think it's six. Yeah. When uh, when did that Cal- come? When did Kill the Cowboy come out? It came out uh, September this this past year, okay. twenty three. Okay. Um, and I'm still loving it. You know, yeah. I'm still getting better at the process. Yeah. That's what I think. I'm having so much fun doing is like, you start out and uh, as all of us do, you're like you've recorded songs, but then you get into you know how we used to do it. You know, you, oh, you know, we're coming with eight guys and you got this producer and you feel like you're running from the cops trying to make. Yeah. <laughs> What's going to be, you know, what your life and career hang on, yeah. your first album? For sure. You don't know no how pressure. To, no pressure. Yeah, you don't know how to communicate to these guys. Right. Like, you, you know, I mean, all these guys, like, I've read their names on track lists your you know, oh, whole man. life. They're playing all my favorite records, and now he's sitting there and like, okay, I don't like what he's playing, but I'm not going to tell him. Right. You know? Yeah, no, I know exactly but what But now saying. I am going to tell him. Yeah. You know, like, we ha- I have, like, the confidence and the rapport now with, with musicians. I've worked with them f- so long that – um, I, I feel comfortable in the studio now, and it's yeah. it's a lot more fun. And I, I've I've learned how I like to make music, and and how I'm loving it right now. We cut with um, a smaller band. You kind of get the bare bare bones of it, and then we'll just take it back to the studio and and um slowly chip away at it and try yep. to make each song unique. Yeah, and and um been around doing it long enough to to see that you know the pendulum of of country music is constantly swinging. Sure, and, man. Um. Luckily, I've been able to hang on to it and, yeah. and not get bucked off. Um, and, and we've got to, you know, make a lot of cool music and 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 get to make some very traditional music and very, you know, kind of genre pushing forward. Mm-hmm. Think of music too, and and I've had fun doing all that. You know, growing up, um, being a rock fan and getting to make some more rock and country is cool. And and growing up and being a you know George Strait's my hero, so get wow. to do all of that's I think been George Strait Junior's a vibe, dude. Thank you, yeah, a, yeah, thank you. That was a just a fun tip of the hat of like how can I, how can I get my my hero on an album and, and yeah. do it that way. Yeah. So, yeah, you know I went to the George show um, in Nov- 
It was in November of last year. Was that him at Stapleton? Was that the thing? No, uh, no this was a two-night only at uh, at Dickie's in Fort Worth. Gotcha. And I was like, man, I to get to see straight in Fort Worth, like, yeah. Yeah. Get to see straight, and then like go down the street and two step Billy Bob's. That sounds like a great night. So I flew down there <laughs> and did that. And um, I was sitting there, and before straight comes on, they played you know thirty or forty minutes of of house music, but it was all song, all country songs that had mentioned George Strait. Dang, in the lyrics, dang, it was really cool. How how, how long was it? It was like thirty or forty minutes. Yeah, right? wow, but every yeah. song had mentioned George Strait in the lyrics. That's awesome. I mean, and uh, you could probably do 30 or 40 minutes out of my catalog with every song. That's <laughs> yeah, straight, right? no, no doubt. I I mean, it, that, it was pretty cool, though. Like, as a, you know, I'm sitting there as a songwriter, like, wow. And they're all, most of them are song, like hits for sure. Yeah. It just shows you the, the magnitude of his success and his brand. So you're hitting the road on Kill the Cowboy tour. Mm. When's that? When's that starting? Yeah, that kicks off actually at the Rhyme. It'll be our first time to. Oh, cool. To headline the Ryman, um, April 2nd. Oh, yeah. And uh, who you got with you? I've got, I'm taking out a buddy. His name's Skis. I don't know if y'all have heard of him. Skis. Yeah. I want to know this guy. <laughs> yeah. He's he's a lot of fun. He's like a chameleon, man. He does, he's, uh, I don't know. He's got like this arm, I guess he, he pretty much RB based, but he's a big country fan. And he also does collabs with like top 40 artists and, oh, wow. and um, you know, like in the rap scene a little bit. And he's just like, we met honestly just hanging out at a bar hmm. and uh i started coming across his name and liking what he was doing and i'm like man what can we do that's a little different you know sure, and, yeah. and as artists like if you're gonna do a tour with somebody you want to love their music and, and yeah. love who they are and i love him as a person and i love his music i'm like hell let's see if he, no way he's gonna say yes to this and he's like, dude, I'm a thousand percent in. Let's go. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, wow. Is it him and the guitars? Is it has he got a band? No, he's, he he's gonna. Yeah. So I think you know, and it, like, he hasn't toured a whole lot. Yeah. Um. And in in the past, he's just kind of in that world. You just throw the throw the DJ a thumb drive or whatever and do Absolutely. your thing. But he's bringing a band out with us. Sick. So it'd be cool to you know see those songs, but um, it, you know, in, in that interpretation. So we'll see how it goes. I know it's kind of a big unknown. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's not like, yeah. oh, it's a country artist with the band. Yeah. I don't know what he's going to do, which is kind of fun. We've all seen plenty of gadgets and fads come and go, but there's one product that stood the test of time, Seafoam Motor Treatment. Lots of hunters and anglers know that Seafoam helps four-wheeler engines and truck engines run better and last longer. Yeah, and it's super simple. When you pour it into your gas tank, Seafoam cleans harmful fuel deposits that cause engine problems. And I'm talking about common stuff like hard starts, rough engine performance, or lost fuel economy. Yeah, and Seafoam is an easy way to prevent or overcome these problems. Just pour a can in your gas tank and let it clean your fuel system. You probably know someone who's used a can of Seafoam to get their truck or boat going again. People everywhere rely on Seafoam to keep their trucks, boats, and small engines running the way they should for the entire season. Help your engine run better and last longer. Pick up a can of Seafoam today at your local auto parts store or visit SeafoamWorks.com to learn more. Market House has the cleanest, leanest, juiciest meat and seafood shipped to your home overnight. Expect the service of a local butcher and the convenience of a large supplier. Yeah, and Market House provides everything from grass-fed beef to free-range chicken, mm. grass-fed lamb, and even wild-caught king crab and seafood. Market House keeps small farm values, trusted sources, and clean mouth-watering food for your family. And like I said, Market House ships all orders overnight. Order today, enjoy tomorrow. And you can even keep the camo on for dinner, even if the filet mignon is on the table. With Market House, it doesn't matter because the cuts and catches come straight to your door. 
Unlike many online butchers, you can grab just one meal's worth or lock in for a subscription box. And everybody knows how hard it is these days to find high-quality, sustainably sourced meat and seafood at their local grocery store. Choose from grass-fed and grass-finished beef, American Wagyu, free-range poultry, grass-fed lamb, wild-caught king crab, seafood, and more. For 15% off your first order, use code COUNTRY at checkout. Just visit markethouse.com. That's M-A-R-K-E-T-H-O-U-S-E dot com. And use the code COUNTRY. You ever get that feeling you're stuck inside staring at screens and a primal urge kicks in? You crave wide open spaces, fresh air, the chance to connect with the land? Well, maybe it's time to find your own piece of the wild. But searching for property can be a maze. That's where land.com comes in they got millions of listings across the country from mountain ranches to hidden fishing holes their search tools are like a seasoned guide helping you narrow down what you want land.com isn't just about buying and selling it's about finding a place to hunt fish explore or simply sit by a campfire and listen to the crickets so head over to land.com today to turn one day into today because trust me there's nothing quite like the feeling of standing on your own piece of earth you got to collaborate with jelly roll on this latest yeah. thing chevrolet yeah, yeah um how's that how's that working with him man? oh it's really cool man i mean he's you know he's a great energy i don't know dude. if you guys have, have got to spend a lot of time with jelly but. yeah i don't know him personally but I, i've Dude, what just just the the fact that he went up to Washington and and, and wasn't did, that awesome, man? Dude, that was so awesome. I got chill bumps right now thinking about that man. Yeah, and and him fighting for you know for for that and and it was just really cool to watch and really cool it is. To, he's got a lot see. more in the pipeline of, of good that he's doing. I know. Um, actually, on the drive in today, I was talking to a buddy that that's um you know in on it, working with it, and and Jelly's just you know with his background and and I think he has I know he has a lot more experience than I do. Um, I go to the Bluebird Cafe and think I'm in danger when I moved to Nashville. <laughs> right, that dude's in Antioch running the streets. So, yeah, man. so like he knows he knows what's out there yeah, in yeah. a in a lot, uh, uh, just a demographic that sure. I, I'm not aware of. You uh, know, me and neither. A lot no, of me neither. Yeah. In country music, and that's what I got asked the other day. Like, what's he bring to country music? He brings that to country music. Dude, he absolutely. brings like, that walk of life and like. Yeah, um, the street smarts and knowing how that works and what they need to hear—that's what he brings to country music. A voice for those people, man. A that, voice that, for that those haven't people. really uh, that voice hasn't been around. Not not, not at this. Yeah, not at yeah. scale like this. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and that's what I think he's bringing, and, yeah. and that's why it's a rocket ship ride. No this doubt. this whole collab started before the rocket ship ride happened. It, it started before he knew he wanted to even try to make a country album, or if that's what we want to call it. Right. Um, <laughs> right. And it, and it started with my producer Zach Crowell. And Jelly worked forever ago. Zach w- grew up in Nashville, and mm. he was making like all the street beats for all the rappers oh, in Nashville. Wow. Cool. And um, he and Jelly had worked together and known each other through that for years. And and 2020, 2021, when when you know we were just stuck in Nashville. Yeah. Jelly and Zach reconnected, and and we had noticed Zach and I had noticed like, man, Jelly's like he's got a connection with his fans. If you look at his back then, if you were looking at his post, mm. like the interactions were through the roof. Really? Just having a conversation with him, man. Just where like, to him. yeah, just the, his reach and like just his fan base. If he would post something, we're like, boom, boom and all mm-hmm. involved and where like anybody else was posting. Cause that's all we were doing. I was right. like, yeah. Hey, come hang on my basement tonight. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like we're doing our thing, but jelly was like great going crazy. And we noticed it. Yeah. And so Zach's like, man, let me reach out to see what, you know, see what he, see if he can, you know, enlighten us or whatever. Yeah. And he 
they got to talking and like, man, let's start making music together. Let's screw around and see what happens. And so Zach and I are working and he starts working with Jelly and like we got start talking about collabs and Chevrolet came across and it's like, man, this thing is, you know, it's a melody that's been around for decades right. and it's been performed by multiple artists already. Mm -hmm. We have an opportunity to continue this legacy on sure. with, a, with a new country lyric on it. And Jelly has one of the most soulful voices in the genre yeah. at this point. Let's see if he'll do it. And yeah. He was all in. So, yeah, it's just, you know, one of those lucky timing things. Me and Jordan were, I don't know if it was Halloween or Christmas or something, but we there's this little farm that has like a pet and zoo close to our house mm -hmm. and you can take the kids. And and we were leaving and there was like a group of kids over here playing with sticks and hitting the tree. And we, we walked by them and they were going, I only talk to God when I need it. And I was like, okay, man, this is going to work. This, yeah, this, this right. guy's going to work. There was like seven kids singing the whole course of that song. I'm beating that tree. Beating that tree. Yeah, with his, just stabbing with those sword sticks. For me, man, I just love how grateful he seems, you know, and, and he's, you know, he's well-spoken and, and it just seems like he's, he's really enjoying his moment, man. And I, I, yeah. I love to see that, especially, and, and using that platform in that moment to help, you know, the people that he cares about and, and where he comes from. I just, I don't know. I, I, I like, I like his stance. Yeah, he doesn't have to do it, right? Right. I mean, Does not of, have to do it. A lot of artists right. that are that yeah. are global superstars that, you know, stay in the shadows, and and that's great. Some people don't yeah. don't want to spend their off days talking to politicians in dc to sure, try to help some absolutely do. and we're glad jelly does yeah you can see his heart through that yeah yeah you can see where he's at i'm sure that was important what you were trying to say but it's that time of the show for the one that got away. Oh, okay. like that, yeah. <laughs> you like that DL? Yeah. I didn't know. Kind of came out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure where this is going. going. Yeah. No idea. <laughs> it catches their lip later. Yesterday was like, what? Usually I try to interrupt him, but it's kind of hard when it's so quiet and I'm like, you know. I just freaked out. Like, am I going to have to put a line no, in here? Like, no, oh, no, no. I mean, you can't be once we can co-write it. We go back to coffee. Was, I think yeah. like I'm down to here on this cup. And we can I'm start working on that next record if you want to, <laughs> dude. I'm ready. Um. Seriously, so, so it's yeah, time. We, we do uh, we do this thing called the one that got away, and uh, and we ask every guest that we have um, in your life if it could be a deer, it could be a fish, it could be a song, it could be a huh. girl. What uh, what's the first thing? What's the story that comes to your mind when we say, oh, "Man, DL"? I'm gonna start calling you DL. If that's cool. Please do, everybody. DL, does. what's the uh, <laughs> what's the one that got away for you? I mean, I don't think girl's the right answer. There's a bunch of those, but um <laughs> have you ever had deer season interrupt uh, a relationship? Oh man. So how many bro, how many girlfriends have you broken up with or have broken up with you because of deer season? Well, I just at this point I don't I don't allow that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I can't smart, smart man. Yeah, I just I can't imagine having to say no to hunting opportunity right now because I need to go home and feel. entertain something. Mm, um, it's tough. That mm. seems so shallow, but it's where I'm at it's right tough. now. It's tough. Um, it's, not, it's not so shallow, right, Jones? I will, you know, there's, okay, I'll try to make this quick. I don't want to, like, drown everybody in a long hunt story. But, Dude, go for it. What, so, this is what this is for. Yeah. Drown us, please. So I have this, and, and this is still a heartbreaker. We can, uh, this is just another layer to it. So this is a, a turkey that got away and now a farm that got away. Oh, that's oh. cool, too. There's this farm um, in Normandy, Tennessee, which is right outside of Tullahoma there where I grew up. And it was a permission farm. And it was, what a, what? It was a, a permission farm. Oh, oh, permission. I thought you said like persimmon. persimmon. I, yeah, persimmon. I, was, I, was I was like, like dude, you got to have that. Dude, <laughs> yeah. I love persimmon. So, so my, just through my dad, like at this, this uh, gentleman had, you know, this farm. And it was a beautiful farm. It overlooked uh, Normandy Lake. And it had a bunch of turkeys on it. And so me and my high school buddy that we used to have the camo camcorder, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, 
we we're hunting this farm year after year and, and had some incredible hunts. Well, we start, we get this gobbler that we've been after for a long time and we can't ever get him off of uh, this TVA hill. He always hangs up over there. So we're like, hey, today let's just get aggressive on him. So like it was got to get aggressive. Got to get aggressive in this world. Yeah, we uh we had something hang up on the the west side of the farm. We come back to this guy. Well, let's go try him because he always hung out over here. And like, let's just get aggressive. And I don't know if y'all remember the slate calls, old yeller. By yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. At the time, it was like what all the turkeys were reacting to. And so I had that. I forget what he had. He had another slate. And um, he starts hitting. And so we're like, all right, let's just have a like a big cut and fight you know and we just went hard 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 well he starts coming mm -hmm. and so how we're sitting we're across this creek and uh just strip a pasture it's probably 30 yards it's not far but there's a there's an old fence and a creek so he's got to come down the hill cross a creek cross, and a fence cross a creek cross a fence and then another creek Oof. but if he gets to the fence he's within 30 okay so i'm like shoot we'll pop him through this fence yeah. Well, money's yeah money time and uh so we get him down, and this sucker pops out of this creek bottom, and he has two ropes. I'm talking big beers. You see him. And this is the first time we had seen him, not knowing he had two giant double beers, you know. <laughs> oh, gosh. Boom. I smoke him, drop him. We start celebrating. No, man. Look back, no. and this joker pops up no. and starts running. But he's like oh, half man. out Wobbling. of it. No. <laughs> boom. And Co my, my uh, buddy Cody at the time – Boo, boo, boo. He yeah, has you so let her eat. Firing at him. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, let her Anything you got. Point. Nothing. So we jump the fence, take off running. He's headed back up his hill. And there's like cuts through this field and this brush. And he's like popping in and out, trying to reload. Oh. Gets away. Never find. Look for days for him. Never find. Really? So that would be the one that got away. And then years later, the farm gets away from us. Mm. And it's like, that's a, now, I, you know, every time I go home, I pass it. And I'm like, damn. Because ah. I've never killed another double beard. Yeah. Have um, we killed double beards? I don't know that. I, I, dude, I've killed a, a triple bearded goblin Jake one time. Yeah, that I, I couldn't see, but yeah, he, he I've seen awesome. like you know you get a beard and like a couple of little minis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This sucker had like, like two ponytails, two tens, two, two tens. Yeah, yeah. and of course awesome. that's the one that falls over and then decides that he's that's not wild because like off. I've heard of of deer. I mean, I've shot a deer, uh, plenty of deer that have I've watched fall, get up, take off, never found them. I've never heard of somebody dropping a turkey. The turkey jumping back up, running off, and not yeah. find them. It happens, that's wild. Man. That def it definitely happens. We killed double beards last year. Now that I remember it, but they were the little sprigs, like you're talking right. about, not the big. Well, the ones we kill in your place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was able to get. Uh, let's talk some turkeys real quick. Yeah, yeah. Really? I was able let's to go. get. You know, in, in 2021, we weren't touring. Um, I was. I was like, you know what? If I'm ever going to get a chance to do the Grand Slam, let's go. And uh, it about killed me. Really? Even not two, and it about killed us. You're going you're, uh, Grand Slam within a year. Within a year, so yeah, yeah, within a season, season, yeah. So Osceola is where we started, of course, in Florida. And man, that was tough hunting down there. I haven't. That's hunting. the only that that might be the only thing in America, like continental hunt US, Osceolas. We haven't hunted. Yeah. We haven't hunted Osceolas. Take your mosquito spray <sighs> and thermocells and everything you can think of. It opens early. That's like the you first know, thing about Florida. Like they're right on the Ever Everglades where yeah. those birds are. You know, because right. you get easterns once you get north of that. Mm -hmm. So we're down there in the Everglades. It's hot, but like not only mosquitoes that kill you down there. You've got snakes, gators, panthers. Mm. Our last morning we go out there and there's a panthers. bear. There's a bear track. <laughs> Yeah, there's you definitely know, there's a lot of bears. You got to worry about that. I stuff. didn't know that. Yeah, we they're, all, they're all eating turkeys. So you're calling. You got decoys <laughs> beside you, and you're calling like a turkey. And it's just so dumb to be down there doing that. It's so dumb. I've seen a video of 
somebody sitting, I don't know, it might have been somebody we knew sitting there calling a turkey and just the on panther. this old roadbed, this two track, and this panther, this black like, yeah, panther walks by. It's did. like, what, bro? Dude, no, Florida's crazy, you, man. Florida is have wild. You guys, wild. Um, have, y'all, have y'all seen the Python Hunter. cowboy or yeah, whatever his yeah, name yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, right. I've seen him. Dude, check him out. I've got to go. I think I'm going to have to go on a hunt with him. It gets wild, dude. Python cowboy? You, you can like. I don't want to do the Python thing. I'm good on that. <laughs> What I'm do you gonna let him do? do that. I want to do the the air rifle. Oh, uh, gotcha. Pest control. Yeah, know. man. What are they shooting iguanas or something yeah. out there? Yeah. All the invasive iguanas, Seems and then make fun. some boots out of them. Yeah, dude. They eat them. That too, would be man. mean. Dude. They I eat iguana 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 boots. Iguana. You wouldn't mean. eat an iguana? I'd try it, but I'm not gonna like. Yeah, you're not I ain't going out there to eat iguana. I mean, I think it's just probably frog. It's just a yeah beefed up frog leg, probably. Yeah, I miss that, man. I haven't frog gigged in a long time. Y'all frog gig? Man, we don't have time for that. I know. The, the, the only time, the only time, look, we got a story about that. The only time I've ever been frog gigging was we were down in West Tennessee and went with you my buddy. tell Matt Crot's story? Yeah. Yeah. I was in the boat. I was, what are you talking about? I was were you too. in the boat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the it, only time I've ever been frog gigging. <laughs> and we went down there and, and this dude's red, man. He's super red and he comes up strapped. He's got a twenty two pistol. No, red is not even a good description for this guy. <laughs> I mean, he is Beyond the red? most wacko human in the world. Just, you know that he guy. He wouldn't mind you saying that. In your, no, he wouldn't mind. He would love for me to say it. He, 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 you got that guy in high school that like drives the giant truck and wears like the puka necklace oh, and yeah. like the flip flops and he's ah, just this that he's this guy. Right? Oh, yeah. But he's He's a great he he's a great fisherman. He loves to hunt and and he's just a completely out of the box human. Like I there's no way I could have him on this podcast because it would just turn into like yeah. aliens and insanity <laughs> before we ever got out of here. And he but he's sneakily like a very good shot. A pretty good, good woodsman shot. too. Just all just God, he's a woodsman around. for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he lives literally lives in it yeah like and so he asked us to go frog gigging yeah and so we pile in there and are y'all using a gig or are you shooting them both Both. uh mostly gigging but he has like a pistol on his Mm -hmm. hip right it's like a six shooter 22 i can't make this up dude i can't make this up and i'm not one for like animals come after you because they generally don't man like even if you think one's coming after you it's probably not but that night on that lake a snake comes out of the I was going to ask you guys this, actually. Dude, it comes out of the bank and is coming towards us. And he's like, man, you see that snake coming towards us? I was like, yeah, I do. I think maybe we need to back up. And God is my witness. Hey, wait. We're sitting there. This snake's coming towards us. I'm like, hey, man. And I'm sitting in the front of the boat. I'm like, hey, man, you need, you need to back up, bro. This thing's getting – and, I mean, it's out, mouth open, coming at it. No, it sees us and literally – Goes mouth open, yeah, and it's and I think it was probably just trying to like intimidate, us, but it goes mouth open and comes at the boat like this, and we we're like, oh, uh. and in I mean a split second, dude, you just feel the back of the boat rock. Crotch grabs a uh, a gig, takes the gig over us, left handed, left handed, gigs the snake here, holds it up <laughs> into the thing. This snake's doing this gig. He's gonna he he hit like, him, he hit him about halfway down the, so he's still got a foot going yeah. like this. Crotch this just flashed like from. From and the snake's head, the snake's head goes from the head. Oh my! From the head goes. And he's, dude, we're not on like level ground. This is a kayak or a canoe. Or yeah, it's a canoe. I mean, he's like su, and the thing goes. We were like, and I was like, dude, I'll never. I mean, that's best shot twenty something years. That's ago. unbelievable. Yeah, never, best shot ever. Yeah, seen. best shot I've ever have seen. Between two, I want to have y'all ever heard? So I, I had a roommate in Nashville um, from Paris. Paris. He said. 
obviously big duck hunting, a lot of swamps out there, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. He said that you can go out and they would do this and they would take a bunch of, you know, shot, you know, shells and you'd, you'd get a couple guys in each boat and you would shoot a snake. And then for whatever reason, the vibration from that, more snakes would come at the boat. And it was like zombie apocalypse. Is that really? Is there any truth that, to this? That kind of happened that night. Honestly, we ended up killing like six or seven snakes. I That's don't true. think it's vibration. It may be. I what I've understood it to be is a the musk. odor. Yeah, it's yeah, an yeah. odor that a uh, snake under some anxiety or whatever you call got it got it, and more come at it, and more come. Yeah, because I've I've definitely heard of people, especially. Cotton mouse. Now look, this is not hundred percent certain. This could be complete. That sounds so horseshit. Well, but if you've I, heard it, he's told me. But but yeah. probably yeah, there's likelihood that that. Yeah, that but is we also wrong. all thought that uh, what was Sinbad was a was, was he? Remember the Shazam, the Mandela genie? Thing? Oh, yeah, the, we all the, thought the it was Mandela genie. effect. That happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we also thought, thought Marilyn Manson pulled out two ribs. Remember? Sure. Nobody knows if that's true or not either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I I think it's true, but I I cannot be they certain. Do emit an odor. They do emit an odor. Wait, it says it who? Google. Distress. This is according to. In distress, the snakes distress, do emit an odor. They emit an especially foul odor that's easy to trace. As, does it attract? Into, well, I'm getting there. And the musk can lead you to it and other snakes to it as well. There you, there go. you go. That sounds pretty. Dude, nice job, I dude. I kind of yeah. tried to That's be close. smart on that. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, I mean, I, I think that would be like the scarier cousin of, you know, shooting silver carp or something. Have y'all done that? <laughs> in order to do that, though, you have to be in a highly snake-infested area. Yeah. It's not snakes that get me, though. Spiders get me, dude. No, I, snakes, man. Dude, really? Snakes over spiders? Dude, snake. I, I feel like I'm going to die either by, by a rattlesnake <sighs> or a grizzly attack. That's how I feel like yeah, I'm going to Which would be sick, but that's how grizzly. I kind of feel like it. Grizzly would suck, but it'd be kind of cool to... Yeah, the dough. It'd be a cool story. The yeah, guy was out there no. doing it, you know? What are you... <laughs> <It's> not, <laughs> nothing about it would be kind of cool. I would much rather, like, grizzly than a shark. No. Because, oh. like, at least you could... Halfway appreciate it happening because you like yeah be like in the, mo- ground, in the moment like, you're like this, this, this in the this, ocean you can't see it and you're just you know drowning. You're drowning. Yeah. What are we talking? What? It's all possibility. Uh, yeah, we're all gonna go I one day. So, okay. so right. yeah. better. Here's what's crazy. The better possibility. I was thinking about this in Mexico last week. I'm sitting there. I'm chilling out, drinking, and I'm Does like it get sketchy at all in Mexico. Or oh, no? all the time. Really? Okay. And it's windy, and I'm like, I get to thinking about sharks because I'm like, I ain't getting in the ocean today. That's so dumb. And then I start running the stats. I'm like, wait a second. Coconuts kill more people than anything, <laughs> any animal, I think, every year. Coconuts? I, I look up and I'm like, right I got to get out of here. Like, so I now start scouting all the coconut trees. <laughs> I can we get have, back to my room immediately. Yeah, we can go jump in the ocean. Yeah, we've been down there so many years. We have like this, uh, we stay down the beach aways and it's this compound of four homes. It's an incredible spot. But, then, you know, in between all the houses are coconut trees. I'm like trying to map out how I'll walk out to the. <laughs> Van to get because I'm like, you know, there's a better chance of dying from one of these suckers. Than I, I there get is. it, man. I, I mean, I don't hey, get it. I will sure. say this: this happened for a fact, and it was, I think, last year they were saying that where we vacationed in Florida, 30A Beach was the deadliest beach in the world at last year. Like with with waves coming and pulling people out. There's this oh, yeah. insane wow. undertow thing that was happening. A couple and shark there, attacks, and there were shark attacks, right? Yeah. So I'm down there with my wife's family. You know, kids are screaming. It's like, dude, give me five minutes of myself, right? You just get, and before I know it, like, I'm pretty far. I mean, it's like chest high water, you know? 
So I'm like, I better get back in. It's a little sketch. So I start coming back and I meet my other a, a brother-in-law of mine, and we're we're probably belly button, you know. So we're looking at we're sitting out there, and I hear like a commotion to down the beach. I was close enough to the beach to hear like, hey, hey, you know, didn't think anything about it. Simultaneously, I see the only way I know to describe it, I can see it in my brain right now, is like a lateral laying refrigerator except silver coming right here and it goes it does the thing like this thing and i'm like hey adam do you and he's like back up back up back up and i was like so we just start kind of like squeegeeing back and as we do i was like hey man like i'm not you saw what i and and he was like yes get back we got to get out so we start we start going back and the people down the beach are like, did you see it? Did you see it? Did you see it? And I couldn't even talk, dude. <laughs> I mean, it was – I mean, I can see it right now in my brain. And 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 everybody's like, oh, it wasn't – and I'm like, dude, it, it might have been like some weird giant tarpon ma- or manta something. ray tarpon thing. That yeah. no, but people from the beach were seeing it and screaming down the beach like, hey, man. Probably a big hammerhead or something. I'm telling you, dude. I was like, I ain't even dipping my toe in that. I didn't even take a bath for two weeks, dude. I was I know, I, to death. I, I, that's one of those, like, and now that I think about it, I used to love getting in the ocean and surfing, and mm-hmm. um, man, now I'm just... No thanks, man. It's weird what I don't know. It's, yeah. what, it's weird. That's when, probably one of those, like, if I've developed any sort of phobia through the years, it's got to be the ocean now. Which yeah. is so weird. It's big. bizarre. But it's scary, it's dude. You don't know what's out there. It's it, like uh, Rogan calls it monster soup. Oh. It's like spot on. <laughs> you know? It's so weird. It's pretty great. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? Like... We have no idea what's going on. No, none. No, man. absolutely. They, I don't know what the stat is. Man, they taste good. Yeah. Oh, sharks do? No. Well, I don't know about sharks, but huh. I've, I've had a shark. Probably, you know, I don't at know some point, I've probably had a shark. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Hey, this is a yeah. It's yeah. probably shark, but <laughs> ocean uh, fish are ocean saltwater fish are, are better oh. than freshwater. Yeah, they're awesome. Oh, no doubt, man. I what's say. your favorite freshwater fish to eat? I mean, I we have a we have a fish which is a cousin to a. Uh, Walleye. Walleye called a sauger. Sauger, yeah. Man. I've caught a couple of those. I can't. I, I mean, that's that's number one for me. Right under that, though, is brim. I actually posted to our mm-hmm. thing the other day, like, hey, guess what this fish is? And it took forever for somebody to guess brim. It's like catfish, cro- oh, that's crop. Which I found it interesting. Yeah. I, I, I was but, like, no, dude, that's brim. That's obviously golden brim. But the thing is, most people don't fillet their brim. They right. just spoon yeah. them down. And cook them whole like this. So I guess that's that's where it came from. Yeah, so we you get we, little fillets out. We fillet, chuck them up, yeah, fry, fry them up, up. Just yeah, release the grease. Chips, dude. Yep, that, my same. kids love them. Everybody loves those. You can't beat the good old fish fry. I'm um, just catfished out, dude. I've had so me too. I mean, I, I like it a couple times a year, but yeah, I, I would rather crappier. Same. Is that you yours? Crappie is crappie your favorite? Yeah, but I'll tell you, like shockingly enough, you know, old hickory that. July, August, the stripe, little stripe will get in jumps. Yeah. You can catch them every cast. Yeah. Oh, so look, that's some the of white the bass. most fun fish dude, in there so is. Good. And they're not terrible fish, dude. If you soak them overnight, they're not bad. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I I did that. You know, I mean, you yeah. got you to gotta be careful with the bones and all. But, yeah, if you soak them and then, like, I'll tell you, I cooked mine in uh, coconut oil. Mm-hmm. And it sweetened it up a little bit. Really? Phenomenal. Did you leave it in salt water overnight or how did yeah. you do it? Yeah. Yep. Yep. It was actually really good. And it shocked me. 
Um, but we but, used to eat them all the time back home because they on the Tennessee River. It's like you're talking about, dude. We would they pile up in there. We go catch crawfish out of a creek and throw and just we, rip them in half, put tails on, put heads on, and dude, every cast, every you, cast. Just, you just throw it That's out there and slow roll fun. it. Boom! So you can catch a hundred in the afternoon. Oh, yeah, dude, dude, fill five gallon buckets. Up. So much. Fun. That's yeah. what we did. We would literally fill just fill five gallon buckets up. And early, I mean, you just catch pretty big one. I mean, that'd be two and a half. Mm, Two pounds. Probably. Yeah, we yeah. would we would leave Nashville when they would start running. We'd leave Nashville and go down there and Got just that. spend a day doing it, man. And that's just, fun. just so much fun. Yeah, yeah dude, that's, that's, that's fun. fun. We also eat bass. I know we're not supposed to, but we eat bass. I, I actually do. love bass. We too. too. <laughs> I know. I do too. Yeah. And, and the thing about like having that lake behind the house, the they said one thing about management is if you're trying to grow a trophy bass lake, every bass you catch under 14 inches, rip it out of there. Yeah. So we're we're frying them up all the time, man. And, and they're great. No shame in our game. I was about to ask that. No shame in our game. No, not at all. <laughs> you got to do it. It was it was cool, you know, following, you know, I, we know Luke Bryan's an avid fisherman, but yep. following him trying to get his first double digit, you know, out of his out of his leg. Oh, and yeah. he finally got it. I think it was last year. Yeah, he, he did. Got you it. remember that post? He was holding that. That's a giant, dude. Big one. Yeah, that's a giant. He's he got fished it going down there? On. Uh, no, I haven't. Yeah, no, I've been down there. I haven't fished it yet. Yeah, he's um, in, he's he's kind of close to us. That's kind of we're we're in that neck of the woods. Oh, down, cool. down south. Yeah. Um, Have we missed anything? Song? Yeah. What's your what's your favorite country song? What's your what's your if you got one if you could listen to one song for the rest of your life? Country let's song. See, let's well, name some that have been named so he knows kind of the um, humbling kind. Uh, yeah. Do you might do good old boys like me? I don't know. Uh, there's been just like the ones, you know. I would say, man. And I, we actually, I had a, a, a little bit of a selfish playlist last week, and um, put yourself all over it in Mexico. No, I'm <laughs> um, I, like, I want to play, some, I want to play some songs that are my favorites, and and I will say to answer that question of what made the set list is "Time Marches On." Mm. TL, dude, Tracy Time Lawrence. Marches On. I don't know. It's just, uh, and I'm still like, on. I've heard it a thousand times. I've sung it a thousand times, and like, it's true, it still makes me feel something. Yeah, man. And That's it, it, it forever will ring true on. At least America, um, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, Absolutely, everything like no that doubt. scenario is is going to happen. I feel like in the in the nineties prime, TL was hard to touch, dude. He had some jams. You know what's bro. sneaky about him is like he had eighteen number ones. Mm-hmm. Like that's a lot. It's one of those concerts you go to, um, and you were like, oh that one, yeah, oh that one, yeah. These are oh, him, that one. yeah. Dude. Yeah. I love him, man. Sisters wearing red. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's a good dude one. you're legit as hell, man. Hey, thank hey, you guys. Come, will you on. come back, man? Please. Hell come yeah, back. yeah. Come do That'd it again, awesome, man. man. I, love I promise you, I'll have a lot more stories once we get through turkey season. What? Dude, that was I, you're great, man. I think we. Well, I'm just saying, there's going to be more to the pot. Like, that's why we love <laughs> oh, the hunt. Ain't no doubt. You know? I mean, ain't you no sit around and. And tell the story. Let's kill season. a turkey. Together, best part man. of it. We'll love to. Yeah, come, we'll love to, come yeah. down south. I would venture to say this is going to be the best podcast voice from some from a guest that we have. Dude, it's funny you say got that. A pro I'll voice go over here. Best podcast teeth. You got some good teeth. <laughs> in these, well, no doubt. <laughs> what do you mean voice, dude? Your voice is just like I, it was made to be in front of a microphone, man. Like, okay. it's, it's, he it's didn't like, ask what about. What do you mean teeth? He knows he's got teeth, man. He got some. I, I, I get I some giant teeth. I, no, they're not giant. They look great, dude. Are you kidding? God blessed you with pain, a grill, bro. dude. It's a pain to eat with these things. No, it isn't. I, I end up with more <laughs> steak in my teeth than I do going down the hatch. <laughs> they look good on you, son. They look Thank good you. on you. Just a little appetite. Yeah, yeah. 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 I always have floss in my pocket. <laughs> Same. Same. Same we fall. We're ridiculous. Uh, y'all, Dustin Lynch, man. Thanks for coming, hanging out with us. Anytime, um, boys. And thanks for hanging out in God's country. We'll see y'all next time. 
Outdoor adventures won't wait for engine problems. Things like hard starts, rough performance, and lost fuel economy are often caused by fuel gum and varnish buildup. Seafoam can help your engine run better and last longer. Yeah, and it's easy to use, too. You just simply pour a can in your gas tank. Hunters and fishermen rely on Seafoam to keep their engines running the way it should all season long. So pick up a can of Seafoam today at your local auto parts store or visit SeafoamWorks.com to learn more. Market House has the cleanest, leanest, juiciest meat and seafood shipped to your home overnight. Expect the service of a local butcher and the convenience of a large supplier. Unlike many online butchers, you can grab just one meal's worth or lock in for a subscription box. Choose from grass-fed and grass-finished beef, American Wagyu, free-range poultry, grass-fed lamb, wild-caught king crab, seafood, and more. For 15% off your first order, use code COUNTRY at checkout. Just visit markethouse.com. That's M-A-R-K-E-T-H-O-U-S-E dot com. And use the code COUNTRY.